Welcome to Dear Graduate, the podcast where you start believing you don't have to choose between your work life and your life's work. I'm your host, Aisha Boydman. Dear Graduate is brought to you by Serve Here, a nonprofit mobilizing a generation of faith to be on mission where they'll work and live. The Serve Here program provides college students with internships, mentorship, community, and life-changing conversations. To learn more about the organization, visit servehere.org. Wherever you are today, we're here to tell you, dear graduate, everything is going to be okay. Hi, friends. I'm so excited to chat with you again today for two reasons. One is the topic that we're going to talk about, which is really a celebration of waiting and what learning what waiting has to do with the season of Advent. We'll get there. The second is knowing that as you're listening to this, if you're listening to it when it releases, it is either the thick of finals or you're feeling the sweet, sweet relief of being done with finals and having only Christmas ahead of you. And goodness, I remember that feeling so well and I really long for it. I don't long for finals, but it's something you you really don't get to experience after college, just like being done and knowing you have, you know, weeks ahead of you of no work or no school. So if I could add something to adulthood, it would absolutely be Christmas break. Um, but that is not the case. So enjoy it while you have it. So I've been having conversations with college students recently and as always. <laughs> and one that really stood out to me was talking to one of my students who is a senior approaching graduation in May and has kind of described this season leading up to graduation as a season of waiting. And I, I think it's really important for us to consider waiting and ask ourselves if we think it's a passive thing or if we think it's an active thing, because it completely changes the way that we view the thing that we're waiting for. What I mean by that is when you're waiting, you think the action is ahead of you. When it comes to thinking about life after college, the lie is that you'll know what to do once you get that job, once you have the answer to your question, once you secure your next step. But that's just not true. Waiting is a holy experience, I think, or it can be. And so I think just starting with the question of how can I change my relationship with waiting? What does it look like now and what can it look like? And really start dreaming about what it can look like and where God can meet you in it. That's really what we're going to be talking about today. So I don't know how many of you out there have celebrated Advent um, either growing up or in the church, or if you've heard of it, um, if you've been to church with a friend and they have lit, you know, in the four weeks leading up to Christmas, lit a candle every week, or if it's something that you participated in in college. But I know for me, I, I didn't really know what it was in college. And it wasn't until the seasons after college, really the last couple of years that I have really grown in a, a deep love for this season, for what it represents and what it has meant to me 
And so this is, I mean, it's just a great conversation right now leading up to the season of Christmas. And the Sundays before Christmas are essentially a celebration of the waiting of the birth of Jesus. It's coming, right? And there's no doubt that it's coming. But it's in anticipation. And every year we get the chance to celebrate the first waiting season that there ever was, right? There was a season of the world for a really, really long time where they heard about this promise, about this Savior, where they passed down stories, where they clung on to scripture that was passed down generation to generation to generation, and they just had to believe and trust that it was coming. And what's really cool is that one day it did come. Jesus was born, and that's what we're celebrating at Christmas. But Advent gets us to go back and to celebrate four centuries between the written scripture we have in the Old Testament and where we begin in the New Testament. So 400 years of waiting knowing what scripture said was coming, waiting, of anticipation, of aching, of expectation, of longing, of clinging to the words of scripture. Isaiah 11.1 said, The royal line of David is like a tree that has been cut down, but just as new branches sprout from a stump, so a new king will arise from among David's descendants. Jeremiah 23.5, The Lord says, The time is coming when I will choose as king a righteous descendant of David. The king will rule wisely and do what is right and just throughout the land. Isaiah 7, 14. But the Lord will still give you proof. A virgin is pregnant. She will have a son and will name him Emmanuel. How incredible is it that these are the words that were clung to and hoped for. And then one day in a manger, in a tiny sleepy town, the savior of the world is born. I just, I don't think I'll ever get over it. The cool thing about Advent is that for those who have not practiced it before, the themes are pretty approachable. So the themes of the weeks leading up to Christmas are love, peace, joy, and hope. And be warned, once you start diving into these words, you realize how I mean, they're still approachable, but they're not as simple as you initially think when you hear them. You, you kind of have this moment of realizing how overused they are and how little you've really thought about the role that they play in your life. And more importantly, what the true definition is, um, or rather what, what definition God wants those words to take on. So Love, peace, joy, and hope all have definitions our brain automatically goes to when we hear them. And that is part of the work of contemplating these words, of sitting with them, of, you know, meditating on them and looking for scripture about them and remembering what they are and what they have to do with the God that we love. If you search online for an advent calendar, you'll find scripture each week that kind of points you to verses and stories that support that word, that are examples of that word. And I'd really encourage you to do that this year. If you're finding yourself in a season of waiting or 
if you're just curious to learn about what waiting is or could be or uh, what it means to you, I think that's a great place to start reading through the scripture and and really getting a feel for, you know, the meaning of hope. It's like, seems so obvious. It's like, it's hope, you know, but then you try to explain it and you're like, I, um, I don't know. It's hope being hopeful, but, but it's not being hopeful. It's not being blindly optimistic. It's knowing the truth and letting yourself long for that truth that will come because it's been promised. So it's just, it's just wild. A lot of people have kind of spoken on these things. C.S. Lewis has a quote I love about hope in particular. C.S. Lewis says, hope is one of the theological virtues. This means that a continual looking forward to the eternal world is not a form of escapism or wishful thinking, but one of the things that a Christian is meant to do. It does not mean that we are to leave the present world as it is. If you read history, you will find that the Christians who did most for the present world were those who thought most of the next. I mean, that'll blow your mind by itself, right? So imagine really digging into love, peace, joy, and hope um, and what that can do for your view on waiting and really view on Christ and who he is. I want you to think about something for a moment. I want you to think about the magic of Christmas morning. The feelings, the comfort, the exhale. Here's why this is related to your season. Christmas morning is Christmas morning because of the waiting. Because of the anticipation, the preparation, the planning, the dreaming. Can you see this season of life as the weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas? Did you consider not doing anything for Thanksgiving because it wasn't as special as Christmas? No. Are you doing that now with your anticipating graduation or anticipating the next job or whatever next step is ahead of you? Are you kind of forfeiting your presence in what is there for you right now? because you're holding out for what's to come? Are you making it more about holding your breath for that day to be here? Or are you learning the meaning of the love of work and the peace of using your gifts and the joy of obedience and embodying the hope of Christ? You know that saying, good things come to those who wait? (laughs) I feel like it makes it sound like you earn a good thing by waiting and really don't want that to be what's taken from this talk. I think maybe waiting is a crucial part of all good things. Don't hold out for the thing that you're waiting for. Don't waste your waiting. Here's the thing. If you don't get what you want at the end of the waiting, if it doesn't look exactly how you imagined when you get there, You're going to look back at the waiting season as not worth it. But if you anchor yourself in the truth right now, while you're waiting, while you're in an active waiting posture, if waiting becomes growing and learning and experiencing intimacy with God, then you care less 
meaning you idolize less what you're getting out of the waiting. It doesn't become about your prize. Maybe we can stop living for graduation. Maybe we can stop living for the job offer. Maybe we can stop living for the dream to come to fruition. Maybe we can live recognizing, acknowledging, and appreciating every single piece of the gift, weight and all. Here's a takeaway question to contemplate this week as you either celebrate being done with finals or anticipate Christmas coming. What do you think love, hope, peace, and joy have to do with waiting? Take some time, sit with that, go to scripture about it, find some tools on Advent, let yourself dive into that, and let Christmas this year in 2020's craziness, let Christmas be a mini lesson on waiting for the plan that God has unfolding before you. I really hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Our music is by our dear friend, Brian Phillips. As always, I'm signing off with this reminder. Dear graduate, I'm proud of you. I believe in you. Your gifts are on purpose and everything is going to be okay. Bye, y'all.